Hello and welcome to the AJ on the Line podcast. This is your welcome to the F1 2022 season. It's the start of a new era and I welcome you to it. And I also welcome our usual friends that we're not bored of yet because we love every word that they say. We've got Jimmy and we've got Joe. They're our friends. They're our F1 analysts. And they're here tonight on a Friday night. You've got to give it to them. How are you both doing? Very well, thank you. Yeah. Missing Formula 1, but it's all coming back, so it's fine. It's now. slowly drip-feeding, isn't it? That that bit of content that you need. Indeed, it is. <laughs> Joe? You sound thrilled, <laughs> James. Yeah. Absolutely thrilled. Absolutely. Yeah, I am thrilled. <laughs> I might not sound it, but inside, I'm, yeah, I'm made up. <laughs> <laughs> I I sense that we need to have a little bit of a warm up for this season for Jimmy's sake but also for our listeners sake. Um and I know you've listened to Jimmy and Joe talk about F1 on a weekly basis but we might have some new listeners this season and I thought it might be a good idea to get to know them a little bit better. All right? So I'm going to give you some two option questions for you both to rapid Get back to me, okay? They don't know that I'm going to be doing this, by the way. And Joe doesn't like surprises. I think this was a surprise, Joe. Well, let Joe start, okay? I think we should, yeah. And then immediately after Joe gives the answer, I want you to come in with your answer and we'll move on to the next question. So we need to be quick fire, boys, all right? So. Perfect. Are we ready? Yeah. Yeah. Silverstone or Spa? Silverstone. Silverstone. Wet or dry? Dry. Dry. Alonso or Vettel? Alonso. Vettel. Drive to Survive or Ted's Notebook? Ted's Ted's Notebook. Pole position or podium on Sunday? Podium on Sunday. Podium. Win your first race of your career or win your last race of your career? Well, hopefully first race isn't the last race, so first race. (laughs) First race, yeah. First race. Russell or Norris? Norris. Russell, sorry. Uh, That one didn't process. Don't worry. Hunt or Louder? Hunt. Louder. Senna or Prost? Prost. Senna. F1 or football? F1. Ah! Um, I knew this would get you, Joe. Football just. Oh, well, why are you on here then? <laughs> yeah, but F1 doesn't have Wolves in it, so, I mean... Yeah. yeah, but Wolves last last night, didn't they? Yeah, but I got to see a big argument on a train between an Arsenal fan and a bunch of Wolves fans, <laughs> and that made up for it. <laughs> And you, you said F1, I'm assuming, Jimmy. Yeah, if Wolves sponsored, say, Alpine, would you be a bigger F1 fan then? Or would you just be an Alpine why would, fan? Why would Wolves sponsor a French team? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. They want to break into the French they market. They sponsor a Portuguese team, if yeah. anything. Yeah, or a Chinese team, since we've got Chinese owners, so they could sponsor Zhou. Yeah, Zhou, Zhou. Yeah. More on that in a bit. Um, finally, we've had our 10 questions, but I want to ask you, Who do you think is the best driver on the grid right now? Lewis Hamilton. Lewis Hamilton. I know I'm biased, but... Now, I knew they'd say that, and I I agree, but for those Verstappen fans out there, and I I know that you're out there, um, in fact, I had Dave Finn talking to me today about who he calls the big MV, um, and yeah, Max Verstappen is a very good driver, um, but Lewis Hamilton's better in my opinion, and Joe and Jimmy's. But it doesn't mean that we're biased. Not at all. Impartial. Yeah. I try not to be, but it always comes through. (laughs) You know 
not be biased. I'm very impartial, I'll have you know. All the viewers out there, I am. He's, know, he's totally impartial, impartial towards all his favourites. Yeah, impartial to all my favourites, yeah. I mean, my background doesn't help me, no, does it? Doesn't, no, definitely not. Anyway. Uh, for those of you on a podcast, i.e. everyone listening, I have two Lewis Hamilton posters behind. But uh, I've also got a Micah Hackenham one somewhere, so that makes up for it. Lovely chap, Micah Hackenham. I rate him. <laughs> yeah. Have you met him? No, I haven't, no. But he likes Lewis, so that's all you need to know. Yeah. <laughs> like you said, Jimmy, unbiased. Exactly. Now, that's warmed us up, up a little, Thing I think. But... We have a new season on the horizon. Now, I said it's a new era of Formula One, but let's talk about why. Joe, are you going to tell us a little bit about the technical side of why Formula One is going to be more exciting in 2022? Well, I mean, we're hoping that um, the cars are going to produce less dirty air, therefore they're going to be able to follow each other, and you won't need to have somewhere between a one and two second pace advantage per lap in order to overtake. You might only need half a second pace advantage. Whether that dream becomes reality, don't know, but exciting prospect nonetheless. Absolutely, and there's also some budget caps, isn't there? So they're trying to bunch the field up and increase that competition mm -hmm. uh, for the show. Now, talking of the show... Um, some people had a bad taste in their mouth at the end of last season because they felt that the show was put above the sport. Jimmy, what changes can you see potentially taking place in the sport in terms of that balance being corrected? What what do you see happening with with your intel? Uh, hopefully, uh, they'll start to follow the rules a bit more and not be swayed as much by teams. Um, that would be good. Um, but I think that Massey probably has to go. I don't think Massey, Massey made mistakes throughout the season, don't get me wrong, but I think they're using him as a scapegoat to sort of say that, oh, it's all his fault. This is Michael Massey, the race director. Indeed, yeah. Um, it's a real shame because um, the previous race director, Charlie Whiting, was a seasoned hand at it, and he, he would have had a lot more experience in these situations. And I don't think he would have been as easily swayed by the teams or flustered by the teams as Massey was. Um, but yeah, maybe this year Red Bull have got like a button inside the car so Max Verstappen can talk directly to Michael Massey. Who knows? Um, but we'll have to wait and see. Okay, and then on the track, we've got some new drivers coming in. Are we excited about... And, and we've also got some moving around in terms of the transfers uh, from team to team. What are we excited about there, Joe? I think George Russell to Mercedes is the obvious one. Getting a, the young talent in a fast car, is that's always going to be exciting. That's going to be fascinating, yeah. isn't it? Um, we, got, we got a small glimpse of it in uh, Sakir 2020, um, which he could have won if luck had been on his side. Um, but that that's definitely the most interesting driver development as far as I'm concerned. Um, you have Joe going to Alfa Romeo as well. Um, partnering Bottas, who's also new to that team. Um, bit less exciting. And Bottas is but, a great benchmark. Yeah, 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 it'll be great. And I, th I, th I think Bottas will have the better of him. Um, whether 
Joe will do well, don't really know yet. Um, you could argue that there were certain drivers that were more deserving of that seat, but we'll have to wait and see. Definitely. Jimmy, give the people listening one reason to listen or to listen to us, but also to watch F1 this season. Um, can I give two reasons? Because I think there's two really interesting points. Yeah. So um, the first point is that the new regulations, as Joe said, so that'll mean that there's um, hopefully better, closer racing. Um, but secondly... Hamilton is back along with Russell and I think that Hamilton has got the fire back inside his belly and I think that it'll be slightly different this year his um his approach to things I don't think he'll be as um sort of forgiving especially in the first opening round um I mean last season he was quite uh not timid but it's quite you think he's going to be more aggressive yes definitely yeah for sure um I think he has to. Verstappen's an incredibly aggressive driver, driver. So the only way that he'll learn is if Hamilton's aggressive. So we'll have to wait and see with that one. And I suppose it all comes down to whether Hamilton and Verstappen are in a one-on-one fight again or whether there's more people involved. We just don't know which teams are going to come out with the best cars with this whole shuffle of the pack, potentially, uh, with, with the new rules for how the cars are. And that is why it's exciting. I'd also say... What's Drive to Survive in March? Ooh, yeah, definitely. An idea of what's going on in the sport, a bit of drama. Um, I guess that's where a lot of people have kind of latched on to F1 and understood it a little bit more. And yeah, you might find yourself watching the Abu... Not the Abu Dhabi Grand Prix, that's a long way off. But you might find yourself watching the Bahrain Grand Prix, which is now around until... Well, longer than I'm going to be alive now. <laughs> the length of that contract. 36, I think. 2036. It's crazy, that, mm-hmm. isn't it? Yeah. Brilliant, because I like the circuit. Very good circuit, actually. It's commitment, yeah. isn't it? That is exciting. And Jimmy mentioned a point that I want to talk about. Lewis Hamilton. Since he had his heart ripped out in front of the world, um, more or less, <laughs> um, in Abu Dhabi last year, he's been silent he's not said anything in public he only got knighted which is a normal thing to do um and went and said goodbye to Bottas at the Mercedes factory but other than that you've not seen him he's not said a word and then last Saturday he comes back with a photo I've been gone and now I'm back that was the the caption with a photo of him smiling at the camera at the Grand Canyon from what I can tell after all that silence, with all the questions, has he got what he wants from the FIA, do you think? I don't necessarily think so. I think that the the fire inside him to get his eighth world title is greater than the sort of the change that he would want from the FIA. I'm not sure if that's true or not, but we'll have to see. We haven't heard what the FIA have come up with, so we can only make that judgment when we hear about it. If we hear about it. Yeah, if we hear about <laughs> it, yeah. Do you, do you think that he's he's going to, I don't know, not do FIA interviews or, or or not do the press conferences, do his own thing? Or do you think he is going to handle it with the grace that he left last season with and do his talking on the track like he always has, Joe? I think he'll continue to do the, the sort of standard interviews and stuff. Um, we saw at the end of the race in Abu Dhabi, he still did the interview then. So if you can do an interview then, you can do one any time um how much he gets involved well we'll have to wait and see 
Um, but I think it's clear that he'll do his talking on the track in the most part. It's so exciting for the sport that he's back, though, isn't it? Not that he ever left, but mm. there were doubts. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's always going to be good for the sport. At the end of the day, we want the sport to be made up of the 20 best drivers in the world. And he's certainly within that. So, yeah, I think... It would have made a mockery of the... Well, I, I, I refrain from saying it would have made a mockery. It, some things have, but it would have made a right mockery of the sport if... After all that had happened, it had driven Lewis Hamilton away, wouldn't it? Mm-hmm. So it's it's a good thing for everyone, and it'll be a fascinating storyline, of which there will be many this season, for you to watch and get your teeth stuck into. Let's move on to the exciting thing. The new cars are coming out. They, they well, One came out last week. Some have come out this week. There's going to be a McLaren in a few minutes coming out. We've had the Red Bull, the Aston Martin, and the Haas so far. What have been your thoughts about all the launch so far? I know you've been enjoying it, Jimmy. It's very exciting. I always get exciting. It's more anticipated this year because of the new uh, regulations, which are the biggest in the F1 has really ever seen. Um, so, yeah, the Aston looked incredible. Um, my only one gripe is... It's a shame that a team just doesn't uh, start a, a media press conference and go, there's the car. It's always like lots of lights and everything like that. And How bloody good that Aston Martin looked. Did you see it was on track earlier mm-hmm. today? Yeah, it, look, it does look very exciting on track. I mean, I think it's a, it's a bit of a shame that it's that's the only car really so far that's, that's properly launched, isn't it? Um, because the Haas and the Red Bull weren't really cars. No, they? no, they were, they were just... just show models, and I expect they'll they'll look very, very different. I imagine the Aston Martin will probably look a bit different um, by the time we get to testing, but it was certainly uh, by far the best representation of any 2022 car that we've got so far. He did look a bit wooden, though, didn't he, Lawrence Stroll? <laughs> they asked him, what are these cars next to your... He's not, what are these cars next to you? And he was like staring down the lens like he was a Bond villain. This is the Aston Martin DBX. It is the fastest. He was reading. He the was. Auto yeah, he could have been a bit less wooden. You know, I'm not having a go at the guy. You know, he's a you know he's a billionaire, so he's a very successful chap. You need to give him some lessons. Yeah, but, yeah Jimmy. billionaires couldn't possibly be Bond villains, could they, Jimmy? That wouldn't happen. <laughs> of course not. No. What is it about you two and billionaires at the moment? Well, he loves them, and I hate them. Let's not get too bogged down by who's a billionaire and who's not, because we've got other things to talk about. Um, Sebastian Vettel, Lance Stroll, they've been talking um, about many things, and it was good to see them. Sebastian Vettel sporting a haircut that really threw it back, but it's a stark difference from what he had in February last mm-hmm. year, given that he had more of a Prince William look mm. back then, and and now he's. He's got a mop. Yeah, he's 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 rolled back the years. He looks like the twenty ten sort of Seb, and we all know what he got up to in in that sort of era. Do you think, like me, that Sebastian Vettel is going to win a race this season? I'm on that hype train right now. I mean, I certainly think if the car's there, he's got a good chance. Um, but as I say, it's just very difficult to tell how good the car is right now. I mean. A, we haven't actually seen any other real cars. B, as you well know, Adam, testing is completely pointless and I hate it. Um, it is exciting, though. You have to say it's exciting. 
Yeah, like yeah, seeing Hatch top of the leaderboard. Say, wow, they're going to be dominant this year, aren't they? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then they're back of the grid, as, as per usual. Um, I don't think Haas ever topped the leaderboard in testing. McLaren did once, didn't they, in the Honda days? What a mistake that was. I mean, they were at the back of the grid all the time, weren't they? It depends which... What, last no, year? No, no, Honda days, so back to you know, 26, 15, 16... Oh no! They they no. When McLaren had a Honda, they didn't get out of the pit lane, True. did they? Yeah. And then Fernando Alonso had that weird accident. Yeah. Where he, that was quite weird. That was yeah. He decided he just didn't fancy yeah. driving. He thought this is. And that he'd he'd have a concussion. Yeah. <laughs> Although it it was a bit weird how Ron Dennis denied that he had a concussion, and then about a day later, Alonso said, "I I had a concussion." <laughs> it, it it was like. Hmm. Anyway. Yeah. That's in the past. In the future is testing. When is that, Jimmy? Is it next week? End of next week. So twenty third to the twenty fifth of February. Uh, it's not televised, unfortunately, uh, but I'm sure Sky and BBC will be giving us lots of coverage from the track and a live feed, which would be good. They won't. Yeah, they're not even going to release not, the timings, are they? Aren't they? No, they're not. It's a completely behind closed doors event. We might get some photos from Instagram. From the teams, and that's about it. So, n- n- not even not even how many laps they've done, and that sort of thing. Well, I don't know. They might they they Mercedes or or whatever team might release it like they usually do, the yeah. number of laps and the fastest time. But yeah, you're not going to get coverage from the media, not in the first one, but in Bahrain, which is just a week before the race in Bahrain, you are going to have live coverage of the testing. So. You can look forward to that. It's just like a, an eight-hour podcast for three days straight about F1. Imagine us talking for eight hours straight mm. about F1. We wouldn't get wow. bored, would yeah. we? Yeah, but I think everyone else would. We wouldn't. We could always find some. Yeah, I don't think so. I think we'd be more than you know having enough to say. I think. But anyway, it's one. It, oh, it's about to start the McLaren launch. Look at that. Oh, do you want to go? No, 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 I didn't mean that. I think you meant, do you want to go to the, mm. the factory or something like that? Forgive me. I'm being oh, I, I, w- I would recommend going to the McLaren factory. That looks like... Have a, you been? Yeah, yeah. Oh, perfect, wow. Did I, I not tell you? cool. No. So, um, one, of my, one of my great family friends, Graham, who um, sadly isn't with us anymore, he managed to win tickets because me and him were part of the McLaren fan club. In fact, I think I still am. Um, and he took me, and that that was a really lovely experience. Got to go round and bet, see all yeah. the pit bays, and um, took our photo in front of the McLaren on on the boulevard, and yeah, it was really cool. Oh that, wow! That is that's amazing. A proper Bon Villain-less sort of place, isn't it? It's amazing. Yeah, it's phenomenal. If, yeah, if you ever get the chance to go to the McLaren Technology Centre, oh, that's good. Ron Dennis was really meticulous with with the way that that was built. Um, Right. So, as I was saying, Sebastian Vettel and Lance Stroll were talking about many things, including Abu Dhabi and what have you, and the Beatles, Sebastian Vettel was talking about. He had a Beatles shirt Mm. on underneath. I don't know if you saw that. Um, He lifted it up (laughs) and and said, no, I can show you. Um, But anyway, Vettel was asked about F1's decision to remove the pre-race gesture, um, which was for anti-racism, but also a lot of other 
good causes. And Vettel uh, said, well, those problems are still around, so I don't really understand why they're taking that away. It's, from a, it's a business uh, safety thing, isn't it? Really, the reason that they're doing that. Um, and it was ironic that Vettel was saying that when all of the sponsors behind him, I was like, yeah, the, the reason's behind you. I still think, though, don't you, that, driver, that some of the drivers, i.e. Seb and Lewis and co., they're going to get together and say, look, we're going to find another way of making a stand uh, because it's worth talking about, isn't it? Uh, whether it's diversity or environmental uh, focus or, or what have you. Yeah, I I agree. I sort of agree with the the idea that the sort of the pre-race thing of Majiggy where they take the knee or stuff like that do. Uh, I don't know what they call it. What do they call it? The pre-race gesture. The pre-race gesture for re- we races one. I think if we're not careful, we miss the point of it if it keeps ha- on happening. So if they do it a more impactful in a fewer in a fewer ways, it'll be it'll stick in people's minds a lot more. I think. I agree, and also that wasn't much good anyway because they were all all well, some of them were on their knee with different T-shirts that had poignant messages on, but the camera would always go wide so you would never actually see the drivers and what what they were doing during that moment so i saw very little point in it and it was a real shame um the premier league managed to do it fine each time don't they like when you go to stadiums it's not an issue is it joe no no um, there's 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 always uh there's always applause when they uh when they take the knee so yeah and even if it is for that five seconds or whatever it it makes people think about um the issue that still exists Mm -hmm. these days so there's got to be a little way uh so i think f1 can do better in that way and i don't like to drag the sport that we love down i'm not i'm just saying that it can do better than get rid of it altogether and i do believe that people like sebastian vettel and lewis hamilton wanting to make a difference in their ways and I know they've got their external ways that they are making a difference but they're they're powerful in that sport and they will be able to come up with something I hope uh we'll move on Jimmy will be pleased with the uh news that Norris has extended at McLaren when is it until and do you think it's the right move Jimmy the end of 2025 and I think it is the right move um I'm sure he's had uh, discussions with other teams but I think that the great thing about McLaren is he's sort of made it his team. And I think that he's comfortable there. And I think that counts for a lot. Say he went to somewhere like Mercedes when Lewis left and it was uh, Lando and George. It would probably be George's team because he's been a Mercedes driver and that sort of thing. So staying with McLaren, he's got more of an affinity with that um, team and people know him a lot better. And I think that it will feel a lot nicer to win with McLaren because he started his career there um, than it would be to go to another team and win. It is a bit of a gamble, though, because apparently, like, apparently uh, it was Red Bull in particular that were very interested in him. Uh, I can see Red Bull yeah. being interested um, in him, yeah. And so you've got to be pretty confident that McLaren are at least going to be able to mix it with Red Bull and Mercedes in order to commit your future to him. Because... I know you do. I know you do risk being a second driver to either Max or Lewis, but I mean you see it for 
uh, Lando's current teammate, Daniel Ricciardo, it doesn't always work out moving away from those bigger teams to try and forge sort of your own team. I'm glad he didn't go to Red Bull. Jeez, that would mean I'd have to support Red Bull <laughs> with Christian Horner. God, wouldn't that be awful? It would be yeah, a bit awkward, God. is what it would be, Jimmy. It would be awkward. Yeah, I wouldn't know what to do with myself. I'd feel conflicted. But anyway, doesn't need to worry about that because he's staying at McLaren. Not until 2025 when he goes to Red Bull to replace Max Verstappen. Wow, yeah. Where's Verstappen going? That's my question. Mercedes. Mercedes. <laughs> Yeah. Is it is, is he marketable? He's marketable in the Netherlands, but Well, I mean, he Ooh. won the vote for most popular driver, didn't he? So I don't know how much that really matters though, to be honest. I think you'd put more I, stock in it if Lewis Hamilton had won it. I didn't it. know. Oh yeah, Orlando Norris. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Unbiased <laughs> over there. I know, yeah. Very impartial. He wouldn't let his personal opinions cloud yeah. his judgment. Never. Definitely not, no. Of course. What sort of person would I be then? Well, I don't know. You mentioned Daniel Ricciardo and how it's not fully worked out. Do you think that he's going to bounce back this season? I, I certainly hope so. And obviously, it's, I think it's very important for him that he does. I've seen a few things saying, you know, that you shouldn't expect his problems to just go away because of the regulation changes. There's still some fairly fundamental things about the McLaren's philosophy that Daniel will find challenging um, but you've got to say a driver of his calibre should be able to perform in a car as long as the car's you know all right then he should be able to perform with it. You're absolutely right and it has uncovered things that McLaren hadn't thought of Mm -hmm. and and they didn't know that their car had certain characteristics so in a way it, it has been useful for him to be struggling because it's made them think a lot more about the way that they're developing that car so it it could be that his struggles are useful for making it a more competitive package overall Mm -hmm. Um, and maybe he is the perfect number two driver to Lando Norris (laughs) I don't like saying that because I love Daniel Ricciardo and I love um, the fact that he licks the stamp and he sends it and he he was gone, but he he was never gone. He just moved aside for a little bit and won in Italy. Um, uh, oh, he wins in Spa. He wins in Monza. Oh, oh no, he won in Spa. He wins in that Monza. was anyway, Charles Leclerc. Uh, it was Charles Leclerc. <laughs> <laughs> but I just I just heard it in my head and I thought, oh, that's a good bit of commentary. <laughs> like, am I going to say it? Don't say it. Don't say it. Don't say it. Is it a grande move? <laughs> I can't wait for Monza. But there are many other races to get to. And I'm really excited for this season. What are you most excited about? I'll go first. Um, we've already touched upon it. Lewis Hamilton versus George Russell. Jimmy? I'm going to go for Hamilton Verstappen round two. I'm going to go for a little bit of Leclerc being thrown into the Hamilton Verstappen mix. Oh, that is something I yeah, want to see. Great. I'm yeah. there for that. Oh. That would be epic. And then yeah. George Russell would probably be involved <laughs> mm-hmm. as well. Oh, oh, oh. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> come and watch F1 this season. I know that that race was a little bit amazing if you were a, a big MV fan. I still owe him a drink, actually, uh, because I bet him that Lewis Hamilton would win the championship. Or you might be... A- 
tell you what, Adam, you can buy me one tomorrow in in uh, in <laughs> instead. What? That that'll make it all yeah, better, yeah, yeah. won't it? Just say to him, <laughs> I've bought Joe a drink instead. That's fine. Are you hearing this, Dave? <laughs> Joe, <laughs> I'm getting Joe a drink. Therefore, I bought you a drink. <laughs> Apparently, that's how logic is nowadays. No, that's Michael Massey logic. We shouldn't blame one person. And I don't want to blame Michael Massey because it's more of a big issue. More on that. You could do if you wanted to. Jimmy is trying to be nice. I'm not going to because there are millions of words about that race. And you can go over there. Or if you ever just want to go to Twitter, there's many people still complaining about it there. Uh, But... What yeah. is going to be exciting is watching F1 this season. We will be back soon with our predictions uh, in another podcast for this season. You look surprised. We planned it, Joe. And then <laughs> there's going to be a little bit, a sprinkling of drive to survive, some testing, and then we will be with you for the Abu Dhabi Grand Prix 2022. I'm excited for that. I am really excited that we got the season underway, Jimmy and Joe. Thank you so much for being with us. Thank you very much for listening. Uh, Wherever you are, whether you're at home walking your dog, um, Joe doesn't like walking dogs, but you could be playing with your cat or other pet uh, as you listen to us. (laughs) I know you like cats, Jimmy. Uh, For more content, Head over to ajontheline.com. I've written a blog post for you um, on the whole Lewis Hamilton being back thing and how that's interesting for the sport. And there'll be a, some other bits too, including this podcast. Follow me on Instagram at AdamJW44 um, and on Twitter at AJ underscore on the underscore line. And whether you're listening on Apple Podcasts, Spotify or anywhere else, please do leave some love. And maybe a comment. Tell us what you're most looking forward to in F1 2022. We'll speak to you soon. Thank you again for listening.